Blackpool, where dreams are made, hopes are dashed, and they forgot that last week they did an entirely sober and serious set of technical VTs, where the after-party rolls to the results show and everyone goes for chips. And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight I'm joined by Anne. Hello. And Emily. Hello. And Lisa, all the way from Tbilisi. Yeah, hello, this is Tbilisi calling. Here are the results of the Georgian delegation. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> to talk Blackpool Week. We are your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and appropriately northern source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral, we aren't always polite, but we are always on trams eating chips, as apparently everybody does in the north constantly. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear your views, theories and general calls of Aop Midok. So, general sort of the North stereotyping and homogenization aside, how was Blackpool Week for everybody? In what circumstances did you watch the show? Lisa, we'll start with you. <laughs> Um, I watched the show in uh, our apartment here in Tbilisi, not in any way that you can do that outside of the BBC. Were you eating Kachapuri at the time? Uh, We're not eating Kachapuri at the time, no. I think we actually haven't had anything because we've not been out to the supermarket to get any food or had any coffee or anything. But I've had plenty of coffee now and plenty of red wine. So (laughs) we'll see how I go tonight. (laughs) Emily, how did you watch Strictly this week? Um, well, I watched Strictly twice this week. I watched all the dancers last night in between um, working at our local Regency Ball um, at Cannon Hall Museum. Enjoying uh, people doing... Uh, oh, it's after gigs and things, isn't it? It's Yeah, it, it's... Do you know what? It was lovely. Everyone was very nice. They weren't terribly uh, keen to leave at the end of the evening. Um but uh, yeah, it was it was great, and I got to hire a costume in for work and troll around in a Regency frock for the day. That is living the dream, I think. Possibly. Anne, how did you watch Strictly? Oh, oh quite boringly. I was at home after having done a sizable amount of Christmas shopping, and um, sat home with with my husband and my two-year-old and just watched it on the telly. I think it's only Quite acceptable boring. to do Christmas shopping after the Blackpool episode of Strictly. Oh, I wish I had that much time. I wish. I've got so many things on between now and Christmas, especially with the two-year-old, because you've got to fit in going to see Santa at the Grotto, Christmas parties, Christmas fairs, Christmas fates. That's like every Saturday gone now, between now and, and Christmas. So it was either this week or never. <laughs> okay. Well, this was my first weekend actually watching the show live as it went out in quite a while as well. And it's a different experience, isn't it? From watching it, you know, videos first and then on catch up over breakfast. <laughs> I honestly can't remember seeing it live. When was the last time I saw it? Like, when it was going out live, Stop like that's rubbing weeks and weeks your social weeks life in our faces, <laughs> glamorous some parties. It, some of it's been work. Promise, really. Blackpool, it always looks beautiful, and they always do a good job. What did we think of that lovely opening number? Oh, I thought it was great really really good opening number i mean it has to be big and bold and in your face there's no room in blackpool for subtlety Uh, and it wasn't subtle it was big bold in your face and just what i expect from the opener in blackpool edging ever closer to the giant steampunk uh results show number that we're all wanting yeah we're awaiting with bated breath Uh, stick some cogs on it jason (laughs) okay let's review some dances 
dancing the Charleston like a gorgeous, glittering, diamond-encrusted parakeet. It's Molly King and her partner, AJ. So I asked uh, our eldest nephew, Emily, who his favourite dancer on Strictly was, and he said, much to my surprise, AJ. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I oh. thought he'd have gone for Kevin or somebody. Uh, I suppose AJ looks like uh, a film hero type thing. I thought you, you know? were going to He's... say a little boy. <laughs> well, that's what I was not saying specifically but he's kind of got that sort of um, relatable relatable child friendly face hasn't he so yeah there you there you have it um yeah i wasn't quite i don't know he didn't feel very charleston that charleston is that because of the little mix or because uh aj spent most of the dance uh trying to stop molly from touching the floor yeah but i think a mixture of the two, yeah, mixture of the two. Lisa, what did you think of uh, Molly's uh, attempt to uh, take Claudia's place on the GB gymnastics team? I think Claudia is fairly safe yeah. on that score. Um, I, I I agree with Emily that I didn't see that much Charleston content in this. There was a little bit, but not enough really for me to call it a Charleston and they all started going on about how great the lifts were and everything I thought the lifts were clunky getting into them they were clunky getting out of them it, she was she does not lift naturally I felt like AJ was having to like hoist her up and put her in the position I can sort of in. almost hear her apologizing as she goes into the lifts oh oh I'm, yeah. oh, I'm very sorry oh dear sorry to inconvenience yeah. you AJ for me, for me, this was a step backwards for Molly, and they all started fawning over it in the judges' comments. But I thought this was. I wonder not if a very the lips dance. looked better in rehearsal. Maybe. Yeah, I wondered if the lifts were a struggle because she's got proportionally a lot of leg compared to body, hasn't she? And obviously, the Charleston favours that really compact frame. So having very long legs and trying to do the lifts must be more difficult. But like- I am not our technical expert. It's like wrestling baguettes into a shopping bag as opposed to bloomers. I never want to think about legs in that way again. <laughs> I, I, I might be the, thing is, the thing is, lifts are not compulsory in a Charleston. So if you do have too much leg to body ratio, don't do all those lifts that looked really clunky and unnatural. And I really didn't like this at all. And I've been really warming to Molly over the last few weeks because I loved her Passover last week. Well, I'm, I'm just mm. going to put a theory to Anne here and uh, she hopefully will uh, set me straight on this. My theory is that Molly spent so much time in the air because her Charleston basic was actually worse than her getting in and out of lifts. Oh, th- this wasn't the Charleston at all. This was more a kind of USA jitterbug it, the, the, you know, the kind of flexed foot kind of twizzling around. It, it wasn't a Charleston at all. Um, I mean, she didn't even have any swivel. She had swivel because she could do the in swivel, but she couldn't go in and out, which made her look really pigeon-toed. And the lifts were awful. Um, I mean, I, I, I really liked what you said about the fact that she looked really apologetic going kind of into the lifts. I in in a in a weird way it's almost like she didn't trust him mm. or he doesn't trust her. I mean they might all be over each other, but there's no trust there when it comes to the choreography. It's not like she, what Debbie and uh, Giovanni were doing last week, is it? No. No, not at all. I don't think you'd get I mean I don't think they could do it anyway, but I don't think uh, Molly would like to be put in that position whatsoever um i mean it was it was quite energetic but it wasn't a charleston i think it had enough sparkle over it to totally distract people from thinking about the actual technical aspects of the dance and there was that bit where aj was kneeling on the floor and had the other girls kind of fawning around him like he was a mini brendan i didn't like that at all classic aj he is a mini Brendan. He is. I'm, I'm sort of struggling for a cohesive point on this. I, it 
does start to look like out of the Molly Gemma duo, Gemma's gonna make it further. Yes. Oh, I so. think sounds at the moment, so. definitely. Yeah. I mean, unless, well, we're now getting to the point where we can look at the dance card and start making some uh, real deductions. So Molly and Gemma are pretty much always going to be one's doing Latin while the other one's doing ballroom. Now, I think it looks like. Until the producers decide that we need to directly compare them one against the other. Mm. I have got an interesting bit of trivia here. Go on. There is only one Charleston left in this series. And it is Alexandra's. Oh, Oh, that, so essentially that means we're done with rubbish Charleston's then. Because <laughs> Alexandra's will be good. So. Yep, and there's no more Paso Dobles, which is why we're doing the competition-style Paso Doble next week. I refuse to call it a thon. It's, it's a com- not a thon, is it? It's just a normal competition. Yeah, it's just a normal competition. That's com- what they do. Yeah, it's just a normal uh, competition-style dance. If it was a thon, they'd be doing it for 26 hours, non-stop. If it was a, a thong, yeah, it's they? literally until you fall over. If it's a thong, yeah, it does not constitute a thong. We're all done with the cha chas. Hey, hallelujah! It's raining cha cha. Well, hallelujah! <laughs> it's ceased to rain cha cha. It's cleared up, and we're looking forward to a nice bright afternoon. Yes, and in terms of other dance card trivia, there's only one Viennese waltz left. Guess whose that is? Alexandra's. Yes. So Alexandra has been left with a lot of the massive crowd pleasers uh, at the end. Well played. Yes, well played. And she's getting through the rumba next week. And I don't think she's going to get through it, is she? It's going to be aced, isn't it? Yeah, I think she'll be fine at the rumba. Anyway, anyway, I've gone into the depths of the dance card because we can't bear talking about Molly anymore. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Are we done? Yeah. 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 Okay. Dancing the Paso Doble at the Pan Lancashire Grand Prix, where your wildest dreams come true, it's Susan Kalman and her partner, Kevin. So we all squealed when we found out what they were doing, didn't we? But what percentage of the massive, massive Strictly audience is actually uh, like a Kevin level fan of Strictly Ballroom? 15 to 20%. That much? Yeah. Because I think if you didn't know what they were doing, I don't know I don't know what this would have meant to you. It means nothing, because I've never seen Strictly Ballroom. <gasps> it is genuinely one of the most joyful films you'll ever see. You like bright colours and moving lights, don't you? Yeah. Well, what's Strictly They're, Ballroom then? And this is, yeah, it's it's Baz Luhrmann directed. All right, let me just say, there's no reason I haven't seen Strictly Ballroom. I'm not anti it. I just have never got around to watching it. So for me, this looked like a really good Paso and I really enjoyed watching it. But I have no reference point for it. So that's good. That's a relief. As Susan and Kevin were explaining in one of the most meta-textual VTs that Strictly's ever had... Uh, this is the end scene. This is the, the non-dancer triumphing over um, the powers that be thanks to the innovative choreography of her hero, which Kevin has cast himself as. Um, so it is nice that Kevin has made Susan's dreams come true by dancing with her and teaching her to dance and taking her on the Strictly journey. But it's also nice of Susan to make Kevin's dream come true to allow him to play at being Scott Hastings in Blackpool. <laughs> oh it just it made me so happy to watch and i'm pretty determined to put the dvd on later and watch strictly ballroom now i did get so obviously the bit where they cut the music out and then uh the franz family start clapping that's yeah. a big goosebumps moment in the film and i got a sort of residual goosebumps from the the little section of that that they did for the flamenco section in uh, Susan and Kevin's dance. Yeah, love the flamenco bit. I thought I thought actually um, uh, Shirley was a bit mean 
about um, Susan's flamenco bit. I mean, you're at, you're at Blackpool. You're going to kind of do as big as you can. You don't want to be kind of in yourself, as well, she kept yeah. on saying. Well, like the, well it was a direct... A non-comment. It was a direct um, contradiction to what um, Craig had been saying yes. about her looking like it was a small... Um, also, what, I, on, I only did down. one semester of flamenco in Birmingham, of all places. Um, but I am pretty sure I did almost all the moves outside the body. So whatever, Shirley. <laughs> With great respect. I spent the whole of that dance literally with my jaw open and my eyes kind of smiling because it was just, you could just see the kind of, not in the, not in the romantic way, but the kind of passion that they both had for doing their all for this dance. And that, yes, yeah, yes, her steps were quite stompy and, you know, she she looked a bit kind of scared, stroke angry when she was looking. But I could kind of forgive all that because she cares so they, much. They, yeah, they both do, and they both care. You could really say they really want to do well for each other, and I think that makes up for any technical imbalances that they might have. And, and they told the story as well. They're just. We, so in Strictly, entertaining has kind of become a bad word because it usually means like Ed Ball's debasing himself. But they are, in the best sense of the word, entertaining to watch. You're always gripped. Like, uh, uh, you know, you can quite easily sort of drift off and uh, raid the biscuit barrel during Molly's dances. But I've not been able to look away during Susan and Kevin's dances. No, you can't. And when you when you know that they're on, you you go back to the telly or the laptop or the iPad or whatever you're watching on. You you make sure you're sat in front of it when Susan and Kevin are on. And she looked so gorgeous. That red dress. I loved that. I would have liked the um top black bit to have been a bit bigger. But Apart from that, I thought she it was a really nice, bold colour for her to go for. I hope she She's gets... going for it, isn't she? She in is the dress really sense. going for it. I really hope she gets to keep her uh, Fran cosplay and wear it at home <laughs> with the cats. <laughs> oh. That she has... Be... The, the, the advantage Susan has in, in this dance is she has that sort of lovely skin colouring, that really dark hair. Like, she looks Spanish. She has a Spanish... Mediterranean look about her, which really suits, of course, this style of dance. And her makeup was just lovely last night. She just, yeah, she looked great. Dancing the samba and bringing back uncomfortable floods of 90s girl power memories, it's Debbie McGee and her partner, Giovanni. As a, as a girl guide leader, I would, I would like to point out uh, about that union flag. It was in <laughs> Not the union flag. Well, as, that... as Eurovision people, we're we've always we're surprisingly um, strict about proper flags. Yeah, and and as a Eurovision fan and 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 a brownie leader, I, the, the, if you are gonna do it, do it don't properly. don't do the one from before we were, you know, United Kingdom, because that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. You couldn't you couldn't run that up any flagpole and have anybody salute it, could you? No. And the same sort of goes for the dance routine. I was going to say, in fact, if you were going to do just just don't do this, just don't do any of this. <laughs> we don't see very many dances to medleys on Strictly, and I think we just worked out why. Yeah. It was a bit odd. The best bit of it was when the back, when they were doing the rap from Wannabe and it was Debbie McGee doesn't come for free. And it's like, it's like commissioning a TV series based on a good title. You can't just have one idea and sort of drape the whole routine on that. You have to do... Like, it has, to be, a, it it has well. to be a cohesive idea. 
And you can't really samba to wannabe, uh, but the bit that they wanted wasn't in wannabe. It was in... Oh, what was the other song? Was it Say You'll Be There? No, it was... Um, Who Do You Think You Are? Who Do You Think oh, You yeah. Are? Which isn't really a samba either. Which No, exactly. Yeah. But we know that they've gone disco samba crazy for some reason. If you are going to do a samba to a Spice Girls song, your obvious choice is Spice Up Your Life. Yeah. Yes, of course it is. Having a good time. Yeah. Well, I, I do believe the samba is actually mentioned in that song. Hey, see, yeah, hold tight. Um, yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Again with the dancing. It's amazing. This is a uh, whole new style of podcasting. <laughs> but the dressing up as Ginger, dressing up as dear Jerry Halliwell, was not a good idea because Debbie chucked away votes by not looking like herself. You always well, have to look slightly like yourself. And then yeah. add on to that, she also looked nothing like Jerry Halliwell. She looked like a she looked like a cheap drag, Jerry Halliwell. You know when you see like drag acts do the Spice Girls? This is what it looked like. Sorry. There was a little what I thought. bit of uh, drag in a pub about that whole Yeah, there really was. It was not good. Uh and I think sometimes you can go too iconic for your inspiration. Yeah, yeah I think I think if you're gonna the the problem is is if you're gonna do a dance, in this case the Spice Girls, and you're going to be the Spice Girls, you have to be absolutely spot on. You can't go halfway about it, or you have to be totally um, like d- disjointed from the Spice Girls. You either go there. Or you don't. And I'll tell you okay. what, Debbie, girl didn't have any padding on. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna drag up as ginger, you've got a pad. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't suit the the, the ginger yeah. hair at all. She didn't. She just didn't look like Debbie. And I don't think she danced like Debbie either. It was almost like it sucked the Debbiness, the the kind of good technical stuff out of her. But didn't replace um, it with the cheek of Jerry. No. No, not not at all. Um, and I thought the the medley thing was really weird because the first part was really good, and then the second part really dragged. And also, I felt that the speed of the second song was really slow. I don't know whether it, whether that's true or not, but it just felt really ploddy. And I didn't like it when they were on those little pedestals. I don't like it when they do that because I want to see them in partnership. I want to see them dancing together and doing that. It felt really disjointed. It felt like they were just filling time. There was an awful lot of Debbie dancing with the 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 Spices. Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah, um, and Gio just dancing next to her. I was just yeah. then doing the dancing on the podcast thing. Um, yeah, he was just outside <laughs> dancing, and that's not us watching a celebrity and their professional partner dance together. Is it? Yeah, it was. No. It was a bit more like a losing performance of "In Your Face Sounds Familiar." It was much more like "Your Face Sounds Familiar" than it was like "Strictly." Yeah. Um, what was the the dance? Let's dance for comic relief thing where they all dressed yeah. up. Yeah. 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 It was, it was that, wasn't it? That. Yeah, it was that. This is not strictly. I thought yeah. this was one hot mess and absolutely deserved to be in the bottom two. Sorry. Yeah, like I thought, Debbie should be rewarded when she's good, and also be penalised when she is bad. And that, that probably not really through Debbie's actual fault. No, that was a perfect storm of badness in that routine. Yeah, that was that was like Ore's sweet shop disaster. It was like Ore's sweet shop disaster. And, you know, to be fair, Ore came back from that. And I'm sure Debbie will come back from this. But I don't ever, ever want to see that dance again. That was horrible. Ore's sweet shop disaster is the exact comparison um, my boyfriend Tom mentioned while we were sat on the sofa watching it this afternoon. He says this is like um, when Ore did that weird tramp that liked sweet dance. Yeah, uh- like that strange moment of hubris that uh, forces them to book their ideas up and then ride the rest of their momentum all the way to the final. Yeah. To be honest, I think the least said the better. 
dancing the tango and then immediately skipping off down the laser quest arena, it's Johnny Peacock and his partner, Oti. I really like this routine. It's another well. really nice, creative, edgy tango from Oti. Yep, to vaguely, to vaguely appropriate music with some visually inventive theming. I want to watch yep. Tron now. I, that, <laughs> that's all I can think of is, is Tron, uh, which is obviously what she was going for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And, and that iridescent headpiece. Like, I might not yeah. go that big. But I could go an iridescent armor headpiece. I yeah. can see you in that. <laughs> Just casually down the shops. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny and a bit of guy liner. Jo- Johnny and guy liner, mm. always good. Um, but so we get to the point where the saga of Johnny's bum. It's, it, it's no longer funny, is it? It's sort yeah. of it's sort of taken a turn now. Because he is physically unable to balance and produce the dance steps while tucking the bum under. Yeah, and when at the point that he explained that, it is no longer all right for that to be the criticism he's receiving. But he did say this week that he was glad that he'd been judged on the exact same criteria as everybody else. Yeah, And so maybe, like, he just can't tuck his bum under and he mm. can do what he wants, but, like, that's not where his balance point is and he just can't. Yeah. Which it just seems... There's a sort of an awful tension between you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it and uh, we are not going to make any account... Uh, we're not going to make any accommodations for your uh, actual limitations that you can't do anything about. It felt very, when he was receiving that criticism this week, I feel like you could see on his face his frustration that he'd actually already explained mm. that it was not possible for him to actually be doing the dance and tucking his bum under. Yeah, like you can choose between having him move or having the bum tucked under. Yeah, and, and I think that when... Uh, I can't remember which judge spoke second, but when the second judge started saying it, the camera cut to his face and he was he was restraining himself from rolling his eyes, I'm certain of it, because at that point when you've said, like, I want to be judged on the same level as everyone else, but that it is just not physically possible for me to be able to move around the dance floor in the way that you want and took my board under, is it fair to then still be doing... Not Well, maybe not fair, but is it still the, the right thing to be going on about it to the point that all four judges mentioned it well i wonder if this is the point where we go and look at the para dance sport rules and see what if there is such a thing as you know uh as that i'm gonna have to do some live googling because well i mean is it gonna be obviously something that i'm I'm not terribly experienced in knowing about but it's like um you know when you get the Paralympian um athletes that do running and they have to run with a partner yeah that's basically an allowance being made for their disability and i, I find i find it i don't know well it turns out that we just last week missed the uk national para dance sport championships did we really did we? Yeah. oh we should have known about that we should have done i think a lot of it was wheelchair dance. So yeah. I don't know if they have as many different categorizations as the para-athletics organizations. But I am glad to find out that the Para-Dance Sport Federation exists. Yeah, me too. Good. Are they on Twitter? We should follow them. Yeah, they are. Para-Dance UK. The National Governing... The Paradance UK, so it is just all one word, Paradance UK. The National Governing Body for Paradance Sport and Inclusive Dancing within the UK. Fabulous. And yes, of course, they have been following Johnny. And they're also big Susan (laughs) fans. I think think we've got... Oh, we like these people. Yeah, we've got a lot lot in common with these people. Yay! 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 Right, we'll give them a shout out. Para, what were they called? Paradance UK. Paradance UK, yeah. All right, cool. How wonderful. Um, I would like to say something about the, the staging of it. I mean, 
having having had Johnny explain that he can't tuck his bum under, I stopped looking at his bum because I'm like, okay, fine. Um, the staging of this, I thought, was great. I mean, you know me and green lights. I, I love a green light. And this was all green lights, laser, um, set with blue as the base colour for the for the colour theme. I thought it was great. Really, really lovely. I, I loved how serious it was. Mm. Because when you're going sci-fi with a tango, you could get a little bit campy with it. You know, especially you've got a mirror ball headpiece on. You're in neon you could get a bit silly with it but they fully committed to the serious edginess of mm. that dance and the, yeah, the, the bit with the extra dancers and the arms that was possibly the yeah. only bit that justified having the extra dancers <laughs> it was great and um that that was really noticeably improved in the um dance-off run through actually i noticed um because they didn't get the angles quite right on the first go around so it was more the cameraman that improved in the dance-off um, <laughs> um, uh, but it's it is yeah, it noticeably was really inch perfect in the dance off whereas uh in the the, uh, the initial dance it was that the angles of the arms were not quite that full fan shape that they were looking for it was really cool though it's one of my favorite dances they did i'm not yeah, surprised I really like it. Yeah. and i mean that that song is just Great. Classic. I mean, who who doesn't love Annie Lennox? And in fact, if you don't, and we're friends, unfriend me. <laughs> There's a reason why she got like five best female artists at the Brits in a row in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't at because me. she's ace. Yeah. So are we done on Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm sure we'll come back to him. Dancing the American Smooth and starring in the new musical Downtown, the Petula Clark story, it's Gemma Atkinson and her partner, Ali Ash. Oh, Gemma. Lovely Gemma. Making, just doing the simple things really well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't like a proper heart-rending um, you know, every inch of emotion wrung for American Smooth, like my favourite ever American Smooth, which is Natalie Gamedi and Artem. Um, but it was, I think it, it was a sort of a, a competition American Smooth. It was lovely. Yeah. It, it, it was did, great. Yeah. It did exactly what it needed to do. You know, it's a, uh, Downtown's a great song anyway, and it's, it's one of those ones that you kind of, I sort of forget that it exists and then I hear it and have that, oh, this is a brilliant song. But every time I hear it, as long as I don't listen to it like four times in a row, which I'm sure they feel like after this week. Um, I thought I thought it was lovely. It was pitched really, really well. Um, the extra dancers didn't get in the way too much because obviously there is always that issue. Um, and, and yeah, I thought uh, other than the big weird cut out tram thing which I, I don't get but we know that there's, how we there's feel. always a prop misstep. there's always a tram yeah there's you've always a tram have, at black you've got to have a tram because she's northern you see yeah i know and I know. like she's lucky she didn't come on with a flat cap and a whippet <laughs> well that's the wrong side of the pennines in it some tripe yeah yeah. <laughs> Come on with a, a a market bag full of tripe. <laughs> yeah, black pudding. <laughs> I don't think that would have gone very well with that dress. <clears throat> no, no, it's not one for wearing down the meat market, is it? No. It'd be like what's her name's Charleston dress selling market stall, you know, on the market stall in oh, like, Nadia's feathers no, and with a, no yeah, pants Nadia. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is and sort of um Gemma's positioning as dead, normal, northern, you know, very relatable, northern proper lass. lass. Proper lass. On one hand, I like it because, yeah, proper lass. And uh, sometimes her, like, her incredibly flat delivery of really emotional sentences reminds me of somebody on this side of this microphone. Um <laughs> But also, I find it very patronising how strictly deals with the idea of the North and Northernness. You can tell mm, it's yeah. a programme largely made in the South by people from the South. And it, 
and you know they're a bit the same with Scotland as well. They are, and it it is really difficult as as uh, you all may have noticed. Myself and Eleanor are proud Northern women, and and it, it it's something that you definitely get thrown at you a lot. Uh, that kind of assumptions about your character and everything, and and I I do wonder if it frustrates Gemma as well, actually, with, with the way that she gets portrayed with it. Yeah, because people assume that with this accent, you couldn't have a sensible conversation about philosophy or that you wouldn't be interested in going to the art gallery or that you prefer going down the chippy to, uh, you know, going and trying some fancy uh, new Vietnamese street food cafe. But we've had cappuccinos in the north for quite some time now. (laughs) And I'll tell you now, we can pronounce cappuccino and latte properly, unlike most of the rest of the UK. Yes, get that A flattened if you want to speak yes. Italian. It is not a latte, it's a latte. And also with Gemma, you've got the fact that her previous occupation of being the kind of glamorous, put that in commas, glamorous model also makes you think, oh, well, she must must not have very much upstairs. And now that we know what she sounds like, we definitely know she hasn't got much upstairs, but she has. And she's, she's, she's dealt with a lot in this competition. And I thought that that dance on Saturday was just so sleek and smooth and she, that dance, you just sat and you watched it and you you kind of got swept away with it and it was really, really difficult. And you could see um, her, her, there were a couple of shots where you could see her feet and you could see her really moving her toes and moving her weight onto the floor properly. And um, you don't get that a lot in any dancing um, in this competition uh, before. So, um, I, I thought that, you know, it didn't have all the whiz and the bang that, you know, some dancers might use to punctuate their their choreography. This didn't need it, but it was just so, it was just so nice and simple and classic and just made you feel really nice. This dance, for me, is a platform for... Gemma to get this reputation of um, gimmick-free competence. Mm. And this kind of performance Mm. sort of stepped up with a a little bit more whiz-bangs toward the end would support her all the way to the final and get her a good result in the final. Mm. Yep. She's got her mojo back. Yeah. She really does have her mojo back. That's the you know, we talked about her plateauing. I think, was it last week when mm. we were talking about Gemma's hit a plateau? Well, she certainly left that plateau and is is very much climbing up the mountain with new vigour than I saw her before. Um, and I've been a fan of hers for quite some weeks now, actually. And I am really, really pleased to see that she's kind of really back and, and fighting for it. If, you um, can, if you're going to get a pickup and a boost, Blackpool is a great time to do it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Dancing the Paso Doble with the most confusing top half garment in Strictly history, it's David Gadami and his partner, Nadia. I'm afraid, right, I didn't get this at all. Mm-hmm. No, there was supposedly a story there. There was supposedly was a there? polo neck there. W- was there? Was that supposed to be a polo neck? That was a sheer oh. polo neck with a glittery, like, shoulder gun holster on it, but also I, with visible tits. I don't <laughs> see how a sheer polo neck makes any sense, because the polo neck's meant to keep you snuggly, but sheer, nah. I mean, yes, he, he is very fit, but... I, but put it, it away, love. Put it away. Yeah. It, it weren't necessary for this particular dance. The whole point about being Bond is Bond has a suit on and he didn't have a suit on. He had a chiffon polo neck. As, as someone who has a very dear friend who would wear this, just... Your dear friend... Slavko, Slavko would but he rock wasn't, it. But, but he wasn't 
playing Bond. No, hang on, let me finish. <laughs> that's the point I make. That's what I was going to say. You know, actually, I really love this top, but that's because I saw that top and I went, oh, I know who I'd put that top on immediately. Uh, and I know Slavko would absolutely love it and wear it, you know, no end. And Sla- Slavko's has- theatrical a- uh, aspirations are not Bond. No, exactly. So the top is lovely, but it, it had no place in this routine whatsoever. And as, it, as everyone said, including Tess and Claude and most of the judges, it was a little distracting. Mm. From the total lack of Paso Doble. Yeah. Well, you, I think the point uh, that you made on, on the Twitters was uh, a very what, important one. In he that might he be so, too built that he can't do Spanish lines. Yeah, because if you think, once you've got those big muscles on your shoulders and your arms, actually putting your arms up to get that shaping, you're not going to have the same definition as if you were just sort of lean and toned. It's like those massive rugby go- guys you see who can't actually put their hands down into their pockets because of yeah. their own pectoral muscles. Yes. Uh, but the judges seem to really go for it in a confusing way. It's the first one of... of well, so it's one of Davu Nadia's uh, dancers that I've not liked because I didn't understand. I could see that they were trying to tell a story, but I didn't understand what Nadia was supposed to be playing. And it was all well, just she's a, a Bond gray. girl, isn't it, in green? Yeah, but... And she was, she was torn between trying to kill him with her thighs and having a passionate embrace with him. I'd and she ended up killing him thing. with her thighs. Yeah. I think if you if you take take the Bond theme off of this and just look at it as a dance, it actually improves because you spend at least the first 60 seconds trying to fit the Bond theme in your head because you're not seeing it on the screen. It's weird. I think if you try and not even think of this as a Bond theme at all, just a dance to music, it, it kind of improves it a bit. I reckon the- this is one that would improve through having the Live and Let Die erased from the soundtrack and replaced with a bit of traditional Paso Doble music. Then well, maybe, yes, maybe we'd be able to work too. out what on earth is going on. <laughs> that said, I will say I love Nadia's dress. I thought oh, you yeah. would. I Gorgeous. Thought you would. Yeah. <laughs> Such a nice firstly, green. Firstly, it's I green, think. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it happened. That was that was the last Paso Doble of the series. We're done. Yay! Mm. I don't know. I don't know whether we can say we've learned anything. All right. No. So now we've had all the Paso Dobles. What's been your favourite Paso Doble of the series? I'll give you Ruth. a clue. It's not Ruth's. No. no, no. <laughs> um, oh, Joe's. Joe and Katia's definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's been the best celebrity to do one. Yeah. Up to now. Those lines. He's got that thin, not thin. <gasps> that sounds lean. Right. He's lean. got that lean, not muscular, quite straight figure that you would get with the, the male flamenco kind of dancer. He, he did look almost matador esque. Yeah, he did. He the matadors right. are very thin, quite wiry. But very strong. Um, yeah, you need to be able to shift out of the way of that ball that you've just wound up. Yeah, and all of those things I've just said are not David. Hmm. And they're not, not necessarily his fault. He's just not got that body shape. Just like his body shape really suited doing the um, American Smooth because he could do all the lifts and kind of swing her about. But yeah, I mean, in this dance, it's not going to happen you know the the professional dancers all have their specialities because yes you 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 do you get to the best at the dance that suits your body the best so it makes sense that you know there are going to be ones that don't quite work ladies you've all forgotten about debbie and alexandra's paso dobles in week one week two respectively yeah i have i <laughs> I'm currently looking through the pictures so of the clips to was what the, they look like. Debbie's was the uh, unexpectedly sexy one to be Italian in week one. Oh, yeah. That made everybody go, oh, we have a contender. And well, I mean, Alexandra... Yeah. No, that, one, that one made me angry, if you remember. Yes, it made you angry. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Alexandra's Passadobly was week two, and it was to the J-Lo on the floor song. And uh, 
it made me go Spanish in the introduction. So it must have been quite good. <laughs> if we can remember all those weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at the um the screen grabs from the clips on the Strictly website. And actually looking at them helps a lot. It Yeah. The way you judge it in week one and week two is not the same as how you judge it in week seven or eight or no. nine because you're looking for different things in week one you're looking for the pow you're looking for the character you're looking for the how yeah. how is the partnership gelling straight away mm. whilst now you are looking for the more technical bit all of those things you should have down pat i mean so, if we watch the debbie and alexandra's um passos back i'm sure they will be as technically excellent as they would mm. be they perform them today you know today but this is the problem that we've the that we've highlighted for them all season is that there is no noticeable progression yeah. because mm. they went in and they were good dancers oh well be right joe's still my favorite passer you're right there dancing the quick step with money 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 it must be funny in a rich man's world it's alexandra burke and her partner gawker well, this was the, this was the only dance this week that I could imagine being reprised in the final. Yeah. Although, if Joe gets through to the final and he reprises that, mm. <laughs> we, we haven't done Joe yet. I know. <laughs> but yes, it, it was it was very good. It looked like it was straight out of a film. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really like the revolving coins. That's it was a bit gilding the lily, to be honest. You didn't need them. You could have just had a coin video backdrop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I will let them off for Blackpool. I yeah, kind of think you know what? It's Blackpool. Go and you know get two Lutons to the prop warehouse and get as much stuff in it as you want. I don't mind. I just don't want to see it next week. Like you know, have at it and then leave it alone. So I, I don't I didn't mind the twirling coins and the excessive use of pyro and the you know all that kind of stuff. I, that was fine by me. The blackball. Well, to be honest, uh, the the biggest prop moment is still coming up. Um, <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> the- <laughs> Alexandra just danced like a dream, and that 1930s look on her was just oh, it's beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, it was great, but. As she gets closer and closer to the final, I see more and more people sniping and backbiting about her on social media, which makes me think that she's not going to get the votes for a win. No, she's probably not. There's, there's, yeah. too, there's too much general resentment this year from um, the non-obsessive Strictly fan public about the, the trained dancers coming in as the celebrities so Alexandra and Debbie have both been getting a lot of stick and I think that was highlighted this week with the um, apparent rumour that they despise one another. You know, I, but I think that Emily, just underlines it. Emily, you know how the tabloid sausage gets made. I do, right, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. that is, is playing on the fact that they're the two dancers that people have been wittering about mm. saying, oh, they're the train... You know, they've had loads of um, experience, they've had loads of training. So what they've done to make that tabloid sausage is they've just taken, oh, look, they're the ones that people are complaining about being professional, you know, uh, pre-experienced uh, dancers and just squeezed it into that sausage skin and yeah. there you have. Well, from a tabloid news story point of view, it's quite good because it's self-contained. It it makes, it leaves the two villains uh, of the piece dealing with one another and doesn't uh, contaminate, like, Gemma or whatever, with the um, scandal that they're trying to plant on Debbie and Alexandra. Yeah. And it's a bit pathetic, really. Yeah. Um, and I would feel better about the British public if they hadn't decided that their two villains were the older woman and the woman of colour. Yeah, it would be nice if that is not if that was not happening. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the British public, what are you going to we- do? Uh, on that depressing note, <laughs> does anybody have anything to add about yeah, Alexandra's British, beautiful British. dance, which was so good? It was she really was fast, good. wasn't she? Yeah. That, was a, that went round and round and round so many times and she didn't stop. It was really full on. 
that that has been what it should be a running theme with alexandra that she is so fast sometimes Mm. to the detriment of the dance but obviously not to the detriment of the quick step yeah she's um i mean for me alexandra and i i I don't want to keep that tabloid thing going around alexandra is a great dancer i know every week she steps onto the dance floor and we're going to get a great show and for me that's a bit boring i feel like she kind of doesn't have anywhere to go and it's only Blackpool. So I don't want to see her villainized because of that. But equally, I want um, I want them to figure out a direction to take her in. Otherwise, she's just going to crash and burn out. Yeah. Well, this is why Danny didn't win last year because he was too good and yeah. everybody as a group had made the decision that excellence wasn't relatable and you can only vote for somebody who's relatable. Mm. Yeah, people are weird, eh? Aren't they? I've had to completely the I'm, wind out I'm of everybody's just, sails. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm restraining myself from being as noticed queer as well. Well, I was holding myself back as well, Emily. There I, we go. I am glad we only have one joke between us. <laughs> well, it is true, though. It is true, though. You can, you can never second guess the voting public in, in many, many situations, not, not just... Strictly. Dancing the salsa and time won't take his love. Oh, oh, away. Oh, I love this song so much. It's like one of, it's, it's one of the best songs ever. Ride on time. Agreed. Yep. Sampled from another one of the best songs ever, Love Sensation by Luliata Holloway, who is providing the vocals on the main track. Hmm. Um, it's it's so good, and it is so good that I was sort of horrified, amused with what Strictly did to it. I don't think they did too bad a job. But so I wasn't in nine, nightclubs in the early nineties, and you weren't in nightclubs in the early nineties. But well, I, no, because this song was number one when I was born. Um, but I am pretty sure that that costuming was not period accurate. No. Uh, no. Like, Joe well, should have been wearing a bedazzled Acid House smiley t-shirt. This song is from the 80s. It's yes. not a 90s song. Not 90s. Yeah. It's no. from 89. It's, it's July yeah. 1989 and it was yeah. number one for six weeks and it was number one the, the, the week I was born. But was it? It's, oh, it's yeah. that, it is that Acid House era. Yeah. No, it's before that. It is that. It's on it's that. It's the start of that. It's the, well, it's either the start of that or the end of the, like, neon clad 80s craziness that came before it. So I kind of, I didn't mind at all what they were wearing. I thought it was great. <laughs> but that 80s was the wrong 80s. It did look like a kind of outtake from a, a kind of 1985 Top of the Pops. Right. We had like the dancers in kind of, it, it, it had that kind of vibe to it. I was reminded very strongly of Funhouse while watching it, but I think that was <laughs> the, the backing dancer in the uh, denim dungarees. Yes, it was yes. just like Funhouse. <laughs> yes, yes. Although, okay, right. We're going to have to get into it on Ride on Time. So Ride on Time is, to be honest, more Italo House than Acid House. Um, But both of those dance movements were going on around the same time. Acid House is where you get the the smiley T-shirt. And I don't really know what fashion movement was aligned with Italo House. So I'm just going to Google Italo House fashion. Oh, wow. Um, uh, lots of gentlemen. Are we wrong? With, jo- lots of gentlemen with big mustaches. Um, Italo, House, <laughs> Italo House fashion is a Google image search I can highly recommend. Okay. I've just done it. I've just done it. Hang on. Good oh, grief. well. Good grief, eh? Good Hang grief. In, yes. Wowzers. Stunned silence from the podcast, hmm. podcast crew. Yeah, I'm just Googling it as well. Yeah. I'll let, just oh, let everybody catch up. So, to be honest, they weren't outrageous enough. No, they were 
far too restrained. They were very restrained. I mean, Joe should definitely have had his top off and have grown a big, big mustache. Well, he's, he's already grown, grown the facial hair for the, the show once. He could have managed a moustache thing. <laughs> it, is, it is November now. It is. And this is strictly, if they want him in a moustache, they'll find one and stick it on. It's yeah. not difficult. <laughs> they sell fake moustaches in Blackpool. <laughs> in the same shop they bought Debbie's wig in, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's after Halloween now, so everything's on 75% reduction. Yeah, and didn't Debbie's wig look like it? Anyway. Ooh. 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 Get her. Um. <laughs> I've had three glasses of Georgian red wine. You can say what you like about me. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great fun. It was great fun. I, I don't really remember too much of the salsa because I was basically going for the pot of glow sticks in the hall and having a good time. <laughs> Because you have a pot of glow sticks in your hall. Yeah, it's where I keep the Eurovision flag. That are mounted to spent glow sticks, some of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, the dance-off. Um, so we've got Debbie in the dance-off for the first time not looking particularly happy about it. And we've got Johnny in the dance-off looking sort of resigned. Yeah, I think knowing you're going to go up against Debbie, you're probably not going to win unless she goes ankle over elbow. Well, um, she nearly did. Like, the, her yeah. second time round was noticeably scrappy. Yeah. She nearly fell over at the end when she did that kick. Yeah, the, the end pose looked weak. Uh, yeah. Whereas Johnny had sort of notably improved and was holding it together. If yeah, but they couldn't. They can't have that scandal. No, they can't again. do that again. They can't chuck out another finalist. No. Even if Johnny's doing the tour. So, you, so I, I, I haven't seen the results show. Just seen. Obviously, I know the results, but I haven't seen the results show because. I'm in Georgia and we are four hours ahead of you and it's now half past one in the morning. And you're busy. Um, yeah, so we're busy, very busy drinking. Very busy. Ex- anyway. Important <laughs> business drinking. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Uh, but I, yeah, this could only really have gone one way. And as Bruno said, even though they're supposed to be marking on the criteria of that dance and that dance alone, Bruno goes, oh, I'm going to save the overall stronger couple. Bruno! don't say things like that well that's what that's the sort of thing that starts prompting people to ask for the official rule book again isn't it oh i can't be bothered they're not going to give it to me we'll have to ask, <laughs> we'll have to get it off susan yes and i think johnny did look relieved at the end yeah. a bit sort of like maybe a bit probably fed up i think more bum talk i just thought at least I won't have to hear any more of this and I can get back to running. Whenever we've done 10 minutes of bum chat, it's always been... Um, Positive bum chat. In the, spirit yeah. of, in the spirit of appreciation. Yes. It would have never stretched to 10 minutes of bum chat if we were just saying he stuck his bum out too much. <laughs> it's a real shame, but I think you're right. He did look slightly relieved and I feel like maybe that last round of judging and the, the extended bum crit was just too much. It, you know, it, it, just, it did look just fed up when they were doing it. So yeah, I, I noticed there was, there was a lot of tears from people um, when they were doing the cuddle around. It even looked like Claudia had been crying. Oh, well, Otie crying nearly set me off as well. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, a big emotional night. I think Blackpool yeah. always is a sort of a really heightened emotional night because, you know, everybody's away. They're all... Wait, it's, it's that night out, isn't it, that you all get really excited about and then someone gets too drunk too early and ends up crying. Crying because they were happy. Yeah. yeah. And there were a lot of people crying because they were sad. Yeah. And a bit of everything in between. A lot of people just crying because they had a big emotion. Yeah. Big emotion. But the, the one thing that, the big thing that come, came up to me when I saw that Debbie and Johnny were in the bottom two is how much support is Susan getting? 
Massive. Yeah, because if she was not in the bottom two with those two in it, she must have got a hell of a lot of votes or is getting a lot of votes because she hasn't been in the bottom two yet. Yeah. So that is the big question. Susan's public vote is at least bigger than Johnny's, yeah. Molly's, yeah. Debbie's, yeah. 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 and probably Joe's. Yeah. That's, so she's like that's, top three, possibly, yeah. in the public vote. Go is on, that enough to get her to the final? <sighs> Potentially. Potentially. It could be. Potentially it is, because, you know, now we've got rid of Johnny, who was never a contender for the final, despite what my early bet might have suggested. <laughs> hey, um, we all thought that he could do anything. Yeah. We did. Um, we were kind of riding off of OT's glory from last year as well um and ot does have a win in her ot will take a celebrity to the win in the next few years I, i'm sure OT that. Is strictly's bulgaria yeah yeah she is strictly bulgaria <laughs> that now johnny's gone the oh, yeah. um the struggler public vote will all pool around susan now yeah absolutely so you you know you you do have that in the early in the early episodes of the of the season in that those who are supporting the underdog there are several underdogs that they can you know cast their vote for whereas now there is only one underdog so those who are like that is the person they support regardless it's it's all going to be for susan now she would have to knock out another finalist to be gone before musicals week when is musicals week two weeks So if she gets a top three public vote again next week and gets through to musicals week, she will have probably knocked out Molly, David, Joe. Yeah. One of those. If um, anybody has an off week, that is it. Yeah. Like yeah. Molly. Susan will be there to grab their place in the final molly had better have a really good week next week otherwise uh susan's public vote is coming for her yeah and because of the way that the points get added up because they convert it into a ranking it doesn't matter how much worse susan is in terms of score from the judges than the next worst person it's just one place different in the vote and if susan is coming top three top two in the public vote She's fine. She's fine. She's sorted. She's yeah. They would have to Great. start manufacturing Good. some ties. So, uh, yeah, given uh, that she's got the social media powerhouse of JK Rowling behind her, I think she'll be fine. Yeah. I think she's all sorted. Yep. And I she's mean, that's the like, tour as well. That, that's like fan club goals, isn't it? To have JK Rowling basically leading your fan club. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay, so let's do special mentions for Frock of the Week, starting with Anne. Uh, Alexandra, that is just, that on her skin colour as well, and the styling, just beautiful. She looked like an Erte in illustration, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Emily. Gemma. Yeah, that Mm. was really lovely. That was really wearable. Yes. I love that for whichever wedding I have to go to next summer. Um, And I am going to go for Molly because we haven't had many sort of full showgirl outfits this year. And that was one. Okay. So that that rather surprised me saying Molly. Rather caught me off guard, I have to say. Okay. Well, I thought we had to say something nice about Molly by the end of the night. Yeah, no, fine, good. Lovely Molly. Um, so I am throwing one in for Nadia as well with her green dress, obviously. That that struck my eye immediately. Um, but the other two that I have in my contenders are the two that have been mentioned, Alexandra and Gemma. But I immediately, uh, as soon as I saw that dress come onto the screen, I was like, oh, I think that's dress of the week. And that is Gemma. Yay! So, week 10, we're just, we're barreling down to Christmas. It's nearly Advent calendar time. Um, Ah! We're getting 
longer and longer podcasts because we have more and more opinions about the fewer and fewer dancers we have left. <laughs> and uh, it's been a pleasure. So this has been your Keep Dancing podcast. Get on to us on Twitter. There'll always be somebody to chat back to you. And so that's good night from Anne. Good night. Emily. Good night. Lisa in Tbilisi, which I just really enjoy uh, saying. I love saying Tbilisi as well. It's a fun word to say. Goodbye from Tbilisi. And goodbye from me, your host, Ellie. Keep dancing. <laughs>